everybody, I'm Sally Kirkman. Um, my website's sallykirkman.com and I'm here with my friend and fellow astrologer, Christina Rodenbeck, whose website is oxfordastrologer.com. And we're here, as usual, once a month to talk to you about the upcoming astrology, look at the month that's been, talk about the star sign, talk about all things astrology, really. How are we, Christina? Hello. Uh, I am actually, I would say, slightly frenzied. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I am blaming the combination of Mercury in Aries and Mars in Gemini is making me things go very, very fast for me. So I am running around uh, having to be very, very busy mm-hmm. and having to do a million things. And I have actually even traveled a certain distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have this, I'm feeling very kind of uh, buzzy. And yeah. some of it, and it's like I've had too much coffee, but I haven't had any. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit the same, actually. I, I can't, I've, I completely agree with the wired. It's sort of wired. Yeah. And, and I have to say, I mean, this, the mutual reception between Mercury and Mars I think it started a couple of weeks ago, didn't it? And it, it does end as we move into Taurus season. But I have to say, I've found the sun's move through Aries has gone extraordinarily fast this time around. I can't believe it's kind of a month since we hit the spring equinox. Um, and I've been in my new home a month. And it's just gone so, so fast. And it it it, it feels like it's been quite hard to sort of be grounded or stay firm we haven't haven't had time to stand firm i mean you can't in a situation in the the, when when the when the weather is like this in astrology don't you think you just have to go you know you have to put all your sails up and go with the go with the flow go and keep on going and wait to get grounded until later which i suppose you do so we will somewhat with tourist season starting Mm. although maybe not as much as we'd like having had a look at the astrology Mm, it's still very lively astrology although you know when it first starts there's kind of a real emphasis on Taurus isn't there because Venus is there already and then we get Mercury and the sun moving into it together so there is a lot of Taurus energy um it's true but yeah it's a busy month but what do we think about Taurus I mean here we are moving from the fire sign Aries into the earth sign Taurus and I mean you know, traditionally, this is well. Firstly, I want warmer weather. It's been blooming freezing oh in the UK this first month of spring. I would really like to get some proper warm sunshine now. And you know, in the northern hemisphere, Taurus is just synonymous with beauty, abundant spring flowers, isn't it? It can be an extraordinarily beautiful time mm. um, when those seeds that have been sown are all kind of coming to life um i mean that's one of the key tourist things isn't it really nature yeah it's spring in all its glory isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. the uh, the the may day the may rituals the rising of the sap has risen and it's you know uh it's a lovely time it's a time for making love Mm. um venus is in her own sign that uh, you know this this year it's the sign it's a venusian sign it's the sign of venus taurus Mm. um i think it's a wonderful time of year usually and um i think it will be this year as well uh and i like taurians as well obviously i am the mother of a taurian mm-hmm. um, so i like them a lot and there is a um you know the, all the cliches about taurus the sensuality the groundedness are actually quite true mm-hmm. um but one of the things i think that often gets overlooked is how creative taurus are you know, you find lots of Torians in the arts, actors, you know, musicians, uh, singers. Um, and when they can plug in to the beauty, because part of the point of being a tourist is to bring beauty into the world, is to make things beautiful. Uh, you find it in sort of uh, fashion designers charts, too. Um, I'm just trying to think of some. I think Givenchy, you know, um, uh, some of the Japanese ones, you know, I think that there's, there are quite a lot anyway, who have stuff in Taurus. Yeah. I have a friend um, who's a very good artist. who's a Taurus. And, you know, there's, there's also for me about Taurus as well as this, this love of beauty, but it's, 
you know, a good tourist knows how to sort of indulge and be comfortable and get cashmere blankets and eat well and drink well, oh. just sort of savour life, all of it. I have to tell you what my tourist child, who is 17, what she got for me for my birthday was silk pillowcases. Oh, how lovely. Oh, I know. Good. I just thought that's just so Taurus. Mm-hmm. In fact, they they're silk, and they. She got me new pillows and pillowcases, and um, they. She's Taurus with cancer rising, and they are kind of silver silk. <gasps> Absolutely lovely, but that's the sensuality of Taurus, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Understand and understanding that that's I. You know that I might not get it for myself, mm-hmm. but I ought to. <laughs> I think it's also quite Torian to know what the other person will make them feel good. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's very classic. I mean, there is that lovely side of Taurus and this and the sort of gentleness and softness. But it also, you know, it's a sign that there's there's other aspects to it. And I mean, I know a lot of Taurians as well who can be quite coarse and crude and bawdy, have a great sense of humor, but you know, they can be, they can like to swear as well. Is this sort of, it's like that earthy sense of humour. Yeah, Balbo, the, you know, the, the Greek goddess of coarseness. I bet she was a Taurus. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I'm not sure about the gentleness even. I don't think of it as a particularly gentle sign. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of it as a strong sign, having mm-hmm. a kind of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I agree about the sort of strong section. I think that the scorpio taurus axis is a sexy axis it's the sex axis um you know what what are you supposed to do in may you're supposed what does amaying mean it means going and making love in the woods Mm. um that's what taurus you know that is a taurian thing is to the enjoyment of the body Mm. and that's was all the you know because i remember when i was a kid growing up we used to have all the may day festivals you'd have the, the dancing around the maypole at school and you'd have the may queen which we all sort of loved as kids and it was terribly good fun but actually it's kind of fertility isn't it it's all about fertility and spring. it's a big pole sally it's a big it's a big pole. and little girls dance around it with ribbons i don't really know what to say but you were very innocent about it all it was like such a lovely thing to do you know and Oh, I don't know. It was really sweet. So I don't know. I think there are still May Day celebrations. Oh yeah, around the world. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very. It's you know, it's about fertility. Oh. That's uh, uh, it's that time of year. So and also the other thing that for me, Taurus is you know it is fixed earth as well, isn't it? And and, and maybe you're right. It's not that gentle because the symbol is the bull, but Taurus is also the builder. And likes to produce and likes to, you know, there's the creative side, but just sometimes wants to kind of, I don't know, put bricks together and build a wall. You know, it can be very practical as well. Um, you know, good carpenters or, you know, they want to sort of construct things as Torians as well. That's often um, a side of the star sign that I see as well. It's a money sign as well. Money. Well, it really is a money sign. Uh, huge. I mean, we were talking about, um, just before we went on air we were just talking about venus and taurus and Mm. and uh, bernie madoff having that and uh ponzi and you know this is it is when venus gets into taurus that can be quite a lot of greed can't there Mm. um but it's one of the money signs so you know bankers and uh whatever other, what other what other jobs do money people have money people kind of job sally it's obviously not astrologers <laughs> gathering wealth i don't know hedge fund oh, wow. managers or something yeah. um yeah it, it it is very much about money and power and again that's this is the taurus scorpio axis very much isn't it money and power and it's what you do with that power and it's how you view money as well that's really important because it can flip, as you say, into greed. And there are these, when you look at Taurians, I mean, I was looking at Taurians. I mean, there's some God, big names there. Lenin, Hitler, Pol Pot. I mean, you know, it's when there's, that power can be abused as well. So, you know, you really need to kind of consider that with this, with this Taurus theme. 
Well, I think fixed earth, the, the fact that it's fixed earth is really important. Mm. And, you know, it's always important to think about is a sign fixed, mutable or cardinal? It tells you so much in that one word. And being fixed earth is the most fixed of the fixed signs. Mm. So stubborn is another word that we associate with Torians quite rightly, yeah. you know. Yeah. You don't want to get on the wrong side of a Taurus because it just goes on and on and on. Yeah. You know? People talk about Scorpios being unforgiving. Mm. Oh my God. But on the other hand, if you have a Taurus friend, mm. they don't let go. Yeah. You know, well, they're they there. Incredibly loyal and supportive, yeah. can't they? I mean, longevity is another word that I associate with Taurus. And we've, you know, our lovely queen is a Taurus. Mm. She's kind of, you know, they, again, there's that. You get in the job and you do it and you do it and you do it and you do it. They, you get in the marriage and you do it and you do it and you do it and you do it. I mean, we just lost Prince Philip. And when I read that they'd known one another for 82 years, let alone be married for 73. Oh, it's, 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 that's an incredible amount of time, isn't it? I mean, talk about longevity. I mean, it's just uh, there in front of you with the, with the Queen and Philip. Yeah, it's a lifetime. Their yeah. lives have been together. Mm. Um, yeah, incredible, incredible. Very, very reliable. That's the word I would choose. Mm. So here and we go. Were you going to say something else? I, I expect other people to be reliable too. Yeah. So don't yeah. disappoint your Torian friends by being flaky, okay? Mm. <laughs> um, yes. Do we have to launch? Oh, any retrodiction? Do you want to just, well, we did say that we're in a fritz at the moment. How's your month been? Yeah, like I said, speedy. Don't know where it's gone. Um, very busy. <laughs> yeah. Kind of just sort of having to think on my feet quite a lot. It's not been quiet and calm and serene. It's been fine, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where it's been at for me, Aries. Well, we're we're about to plunge into this Taurus season, which will take things go into the fixed earth, which you would think would slow stuff down, but we yeah. go straight into this. But Taurus is not what it used to be at the moment, is it? Well, no, there, there is another planet, which is your, yeah. you know, planet of, and, and how, so opposite. I mean, yeah. Uranus is change, isn't it? It's change. It's kind of things happening fast. And there's this kind of quickness about Uranus actually often, you know, electricity. And it's in the, the sign of fixed Earth. And it's been in there a couple of years, going to be in there another five years. Yeah. So, Taurus, normally the sedate, reliable uh, Taurus that keeps going, this, this energy that's very kind of consistent, earth energy, is very excitable at the moment. Mm. Um, mm. And I think that's quite exciting. It's exciting. And we can see it in the kind of wider world. Just mm. we we're talking about currency, you know, at Bitcoin is the yeah. classic Uranus and Taurus example of Uranus and Taurus, mm. but it's inventiveness, isn't it? Uranus. And we're in a period of mm. practical inventions that are going to, you know, that, that are going to come true, real, real inventions. Mm. Um, and we're about to have this full moon, aren't we? Which is very interesting right on the Uranus. Um, yes. Yeah. It's a full moon on April the 27th. I mean, you know, there's, as I mentioned earlier, the sun and Mercury and Venus all in Taurus, all in early degrees of Taurus. And then we come fairly swiftly because Taurus season begins on 19th of April. You know, by the 27th, this full moon is building with the sun in Taurus, the moon in Scorpio, really powerful, witchy full moon. I often think this one um, hidden things. And Uranus is just such a key player. I mean, the, the full moon is at seven. Taurus Scorpio and Uranus is at 10 Taurus and it triggers Venus on the 23rd Uranus on the 24th and then the sun on the 30th so all these sort of you know the planets that are kind of standing firm and steady in Taurus are just getting this Uranus energy boom 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 things could happen really fast mm. um, I mean as you were saying we were talking about it before I mean money what's going to happen in the financial um industries is going to be extremely interesting i would think i'm sure the financial astrologers are looking very closely at this full moon because it's a real feels like a real turnaround moment 
You either win big or you lose it all, possibly. I mean, that's Uranus, isn't it? Nothing steady or stable. It's either wins or losses with Uranus very often. It's a roller coaster ride. It's that kind of feel. Um, yeah, and I mean, so the full moon is in Scorpio. Yeah. Uh, and the, the on the same day, Pluto turns retrograde or just after. So the depends whether where you are so that where the full moon is so it's, the, it's at 11 30 on the 26th of april here in oxford i think um but anyway so and then it then we get the pluto retrograde and pluto rules the scorpio moon uh, in <laughs> modern astrology so we're having this big uh and you're right it is a witch full moon is it valpurgisnacht um that night it's the scorpio filming that happens once a year you know when the sun is in taurus mm. uh, and the witches are out you mm. know um but i would expect it's i think it's very exciting i mm. would expect this is a potential for very rapid growth mm. out of this full moon or for something to have grown too fast you know like a balloon bursting mm. something that's gone too quickly because it's going we're in a very speedy moment now um, so it may burst, but that's okay because it bursts and then it starts again. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's kind of a, there's also this feeling of a kind of stroke of luck with mm-hmm. this full moon. I think, especially mm-hmm. for Taurians themselves, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you were, it's a, there's this sense of a lucky surprise, and also a lucky surprise in that for a whole week around leading up to that full moon. I love the combination of Venus and Uranus together. Um, I think that's really, you know, love at first sight. It's a sexy and exciting. Mm. Um, and so especially like for Scorpios, for instance. Yeah. Um, uh, and Capricorns also, yeah. you know, yeah. this very romantic, exciting, uh, fast and furious, but fast and uh, uh, it's, there's a love, the, the fact that it's Venus that Venus in, is in this mix and actually also Mercury lightens the whole thing. Mm. But I do think there's an interesting combination that, that looks very commercial at the same time. Having said that, a, that love, the planet of love is Venus. She's also the planet of money. Um, and she's making that conjunction on that full moon with Mercury, which is the planet of communications, but also the planet of commerce. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I wonder if there's going to be a frenzy of commercial transactions. Mm. And I mean, if you're looking at that from, you know, an astrological perspective, um, for it's both Aries and Libra, that this becomes a very financial full moon, because it's triggering the uh, money axis for both those signs. So, you know, if you're an Aries or Libra who's involved in the money markets, you know, you play the stock market, this could be a really exciting time. But it is that it's kind of a double or quits feel or, you know, there's that's kind of. Um, it is about wins and losses as well. There's no kind of guarantees with Uranus. So you need to you need to know your stuff. You need to really trust your instincts, I think, on this full moon. Well, I also think there are two wild cards that you can't even predict. I mean, there's the Uranus is always a wild card. And Lilith, Black Moon Lilith is in Taurus as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the all those planets in Taurus are kind of sandwiched between the sun and Black Moon Lilith. Mm-hmm. Um who will then be making the trine to Pluto. So there may be, you know, there may be consequences as well mm-hmm. for certain people. Um, I think, you know, if you like risk and gambling, mm. then hooray. Yeah. If you're not so into that, I think be cautious. Mm. Um, yeah. And maybe, you know, traditionally it's the earth signs, isn't it? Taurus, Virgo and Capricorn that, that can be a bit um, risk averse. So, and also maybe the fixed signs, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, you know, again, there's this, how much do you like change in your life? I think there's something with this full moon that it is knowing that it's coming and maybe preparing yourself for it as well. Look where change might be likely. I mean, for Aquarius, it's going to be home and family sector, um, and the opposite sign, Leo, it'll be your career vocation sector. So kind of look, think, where, look where Taurus falls in your horoscope, you know, and, and kind of prepare in a way for this. All those things will happen out the blue and unexpectedly as that's Uranus's way. 
I, I actually feel that it's very good for Torah, uh, for Leo. Um, you know, it makes me anxious when I, when I see it, you know, this gamble, there's a gambling, there's a risk-taking, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, element to this full moon, uh, especially for say Capricorn um, and Torians, you know, that I, I'm thinking of Torians that I know who, who seem to be very steady and then they can do something really crazy, you know, uh, take a gamble that's actually, instead of thinking it through, they just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know, do you know what I mean? It's like suddenly going along very suddenly, very steadily, and then suddenly just veering off. Mm-hmm. Um, who knew wh- where that came from? And I'm slightly anxious about that with the Uranus and Taurus. Uh, but for Leo's, I think this is great. You know, you may have a big lucky, some big stroke of luck or big stroke of recognition to do with your career. Mm. And I would suggest that that would be worth taking some risks on, mm. you know, talking about risk, you know, risk picking up the phone and talking to the really big client risk, actually getting on a plane and going to see someone who's important Um you know, uh, risk doing the broadcast, making the announcement, doing the speech, something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and risk also maybe sticking your neck out, I think, and saying something that's that you think that's maybe not popular. Um, mm-hmm. And it'll turn out to be more popular than you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's also speaking popularity. That's the other feeling about this full moon is that there could be kind of a popular, uh, you know, lemmings go going over a cliff you know everybody's doing it so i'm going to do it uh which is slightly uranian as well it's like the common crowd you know being part of the crowd mm. um and actually it might pay off to be part of the crowd in this case mm-hmm. um i'm just looking at that um the and the information that you're getting yeah, you need to be in with the right crowd. Is my kind of exactly. Uh, you need to. Yeah, it's a time to really, I think, more choose your tribe well. Um, you know, and and it's a because it's Uranus energy as well. It is very much for me. This is a time to to really trust your instincts, to listen to those. You know, the natural instincts. Um, yeah, you know, I don't feel that Uranus is, is the instincts are always that good, really. I think that, that it can be like a lightning bolt of inspiration mm. or, a, or something coming at you from outside. So it's sometimes it's like a download with, with Uranus rather than a gut instant. It's like coming from above rather than below. I don't I know think, if you think about that. Well, no, I agree. I agree with Uranus on its own Uranus energy, but I think... Um, what I'm what I'm meaning by it is because it's the Uranus in Taurus. So mm-hmm. if you channel that Uranus into you know that Earth sign, that instinctual Taurus, there's something with the combination of the two to me um, that is about it's it's not it's not trusting your sort of logic. It's but it's this sort of you know the earthy gut instinct Uranus and Taurus. That's that's kind of how I, how I see it. Mm. You're looking a bit. Uh, Christina's looking at me like, "What's she on about?" Really? Oh, I, can see, I can see that interpretation. I, I, I. Uh, it's interesting. I, I don't. I don't completely agree with it because I like logic, as you know. Um, no, it's because I feel that logic is quite. There's a square between Saturn in Aquarius and. Uranus and Taurus that is ongoing for the whole of this year Mm. and it's interesting because Saturn is really a very earthy energy and it's in the air sign of Mm. um, Aquarius yeah and Uranus is a very air energy and it's in the earth sign of Taurus so although we wouldn't say that this is a mutual reception actually because it's not officially one there's something about those two planets being almost in each other's elements at least or in each other's areas yeah. right like a mutual reception um and it's a square so one difficulty with this is that there's a tension between the need for personal freedom which is the uranus and taurus and the physical freedom even um and the rules set down by government and literally we see this with the lockdowns okay so we're going to be in and out of this this is a tension that goes on for the rest of 
2021. Yeah. Um, and I think that one way of dealing with this tension is to um, take a step back and actually be quite rational. Um, and that's where I think I disagree, actually. Oh, we're having a disagreement. See, this, can I just say, is something that we don't often get on this podcast. We're getting a disagreement, um, which is typical of the current astrology, isn't it, Sal? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. That actually, we see things slightly differently with this. And that, that, that's what this astrology is about, partly, is to finding a way to disagree with people and have different opinions but come to a mutual understanding. Yes. And I, to me, that, and this is back to this idea of teams that we've been talking about. P.S., by the way, just to, so you guys are probably thinking, oh my God, they've been going on about this full moon for ages. This atmosphere really starts from when the sun goes into Taurus. And it's this whole first couple of weeks of um, the sun in Taurus, I would say. And, mm. and actually this, uh, the whole it underpins some of this year Mm. Uh, but finding your tribe is really really important Mm. but also not becoming a tribalist Mm. you know not being tribal which Mm. means having the logic and the common sense to step back and actually listen to what other people have to say I think that's really important to do that I don't know that it's always possible with this square actually yeah um because i think you end up what often happens with the square is you fall into one of the you know the two axes too much so you know you can kind of let fear stop you you can you know be push against the authorities push against what you know the 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 rest of the people say and then you want to go the other way and you want to break free and you want to be a rebel and you want to do it your way and you act I'm going to say instinct, instinct, using your instinct again, that I think what happens is it's quite difficult to do that um, stepping back and seeing things logically. It's quite difficult to step back and work things out mutually together because it's a really strong energy. And I think we can feel it within society at the moment. I mean, the amount of people who get very divisive about what's happening in the world, you know, taking sides and you're right, I'm wrong. I'm not going to do that. You know, that you can feel this sort of, you get ping-ponged between the two. So I... People are, I mean, fear is a very, is a major factor. Yes. Um, and anger is another one. People yes. varying between fear and anger. And these are not positive emotions. I'm sorry, but they're, well, you know, they're not. And, and that this is something that one needs to step back from, get cooled down mm. and say, these are not positive emotions. These are bad for me mm. to have. Mm. is not actually positive for me to have what is good you know um what is a good emotion to have what what is not only good and what's good for me is actually good for other people um and how and and i feel that the saturn the positive side of saturn you're in a square is it's possible that to be constructive you know one could try and be constructive and I mean that, you know, when you were saying at the beginning that Taurus is a sign that's about building, it's exactly that. It's a sign that's about construction. And Saturn is also, a, it's a planet that's about construction. Mm-hmm. So we're constructing ideas. And currently, I mean, what's really important about this moment in history and time is that we're constructing the future. Mm-hmm. We're building the future now. We're building this framework, which is going to be the future. Um, and we can you can either let the one percent go and do it uh you know without and and not participate or just get angry about it or you can try and be constructing Mm. a future so that's why this is important an important time and what i love about this full moon anyway i like this full moon always this scorpio full moon it partly because it's sort of sexy and earthy and juicy and hot and you know may lovely is that it reconnects us to the earth the full moon to remind us of what you know what is it that you really you know talking on a huge canvas you know what are your what's your 
what's what are your political beliefs you could say oh i'm right wing i'm left wing or whatever but you know do you want world peace and have you know uh, and uh prosperity for everybody or do you want to have war mm-hmm. you know that's the kind of d- dichotomy there yeah yeah it's, it's kind of this full moon really does kind of because of what's going on and the other planets pulled in it brings up big issues doesn't it and i think it's you know full moons are illuminating there is a chance to bring clarity and insight but you have to engage with that you have to you know you have to research you have to find out the facts you have to talk to people you have to be open to what other people are thinking and saying so i think there will be a lot going on at this full moon it's a really powerful one to use and i think one sign in particular i think for aquarius this is going to be a really key full moon because it's got both your planets pulled into it saturn and uranus and i think that could be really powerful yeah. and innovative bit Aquarius and and Aquarius again often one of these signs that you know does see future trends does look at where we're moving towards there's one other thing I want to say about this square that to me has seemed quite important I mean progress is almost happening too fast you know with the Saturn Uranus square it's not about what's been and gone and it's not about what's coming it's somehow pulling them both together so not losing what's of value in the past but also being willing to step forward and bring about process and change, but having the two working together. And again, this, this sense of me of not either holding on, trying to hold on to the old normal or trying to kind of be a revolutionary and everything's got to be new and different. We've got to go into AI world as we were talking about artificial <laughs> intelligence. Well, we, are, you know. we are going into AI world, whether we like it or not. <sighs> That's your lesson for us. Yes, which to me, to me is kind of, you know, it's moving things too quickly, too fast. Um, and it's good. The thing is that you have to keep up because it, um, it's coming down the line like a, like a um, Rocket. locomotive. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, Sal, now that when I was, when you were speaking just then, mm. that one thing that really just struck me was that, you know, we have, we're having this thing in, in astrology uh, among astrologers at the moment mm-hmm. is there uh, and astrology of course is a uranus saturn mm. among other things uranus saturn palace it's a uranus saturn study you know the yeah. study of astrology yeah. and there are divisions within the world of astrology yeah. between are. the traditionalists yeah. and the leave everything behind who cares yeah. um and it's actually a dynamic moment in astrology when you know, the both sides need to understand to have a bit more respect yeah. for each other yeah um you know and i think this is one of the things that uranus can do is uranus can be really disrespectful mm. um it can you know so, so busy kicking over the stool that they forget that there's someone mm. sitting on it mm. um and I, it's interesting also that we've seen this sort of generation this fight between this generation, neither neither of which we belong to, the millennials versus the boomers, you know, we're like in the middle thinking, yeah, right, you know, Gen X here. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, stop it. Stop it. Because, stop it, really. <laughs> get over it. Because you have more in common than you think. Yeah. And it's not, it's knowing what the important issues are Mm. and what is worth what you have to join forces about like you know whether you want to be i don't know part of the resistance here or whether you want to be part of the government whatever it is you know those Mm. that kind of those sides Mm. um but within astrology i would say hello we're all astrologers yeah and you know supporting each other Mm actually going to be incredibly much more powerful because you get can't get that support coming out of a square yeah i, I it's it, yeah it's happening in the astrological community and i'm sure people listening in are thinking hang on a minute this is going on for me in my field or you know where i work yeah. so yeah. you know it, it is this sort of tension is particularly hot or um, yeah and uh, the other thing but i have one more thing to say about this is to okay. look to our friends the scientists who have managed to come together not all of them obviously but they have managed to come together share information 
about these vaccines and these genome sequencing and all this stuff and produce this stuff very quickly. You know, whether you're pro or anti-vax, it's been a massive example of scientific cooperation. Mm. Um, And that has partly been this Saturn. I mean, obviously it was happening before Saturn got into Uranus. But it, the results start to come into out. Aquarius, Saturn into Aquarius. Well, sorry, Saturn into Aquarius. Yeah. Um, but you know the results started to come out, and Uranus was already in Taurus. And you know this that kind of cooperation, dynamic cooperation, when you're in a hurry and you need to get things done, produces results. Mm. Mm. Uh, it may also produce a vaccine that gives you blood clots. But hey, you know, um, it's experimental. But hey, <laughs> yeah. Um, but but the example of cooperation is really important. Yes, cooperation, collaboration, and again, the bet that's the best, isn't it, of Aquarius and Saturn and Uranus both rule Aquarius. So really important to look at that and how that um, is showing in your own life. So on that note, should we move on? Because we've kind of we went on and on and on there. So it was a big theme. It is a big theme. It remains a big theme. So these are really, it's really important to talk about. But there is some other exciting stuff coming up. Um, should we just have, take a quick look at the new moon, which comes first, and then launch into Jupiter? Do you want to do that, Christian? Uh, yeah, yeah. We should talk about those two as a sort of like little pair, shouldn't we? Okay. Uh, so we have the new, the new moon in Taurus on may the 11th and then of course we have this huge move of jupiter the big planet um best planet in astrology some say moving into pisces its sign of rulership on may the 13th and that is really really huge and massive because for the last two years jupiter has been in capricorn then aquarius both sat and ruled so it's not been in its sign of rulership and it will move into Pisces, one of its sign of rulerships on May the 13th. So there's this, the new moon on the 11th, Jupiter moving into Pisces on the 13th. There's a real whoosh, actually, isn't there, of new energy. I mean, really kind of new energy coming yeah. in. Yeah, and before that, I mean, Mer- before then, Mercury will have moved into Gemini as well on the 4th of May. So yes. that, that so we're back into this speed. So there's a little period with Mercury and Taurus, which may be a little bit slower, but, but you know, when Mercury goes into Gemini, things speed up again. We get this sort of airy thing, and then Venus moves into Gemini. Then we have the new moon on the 11th, and then we get this Jupiter into Pisces. So, th- you know, it's a month where there's actually quite a lot of change. It's exciting, mm-hmm. in fact. Um, I like this. I mean, the new moon looks, it's at 21 degrees of Taurus, it's not quite so tight to uranus um it's making a very nice aspect to neptune um it's also making a very nice aspect to pluto yeah um squaring jupiter which but then jupiter changes signs um so actually i quite like this new moon mm. i do it's uh, interesting that lilith is back in there because huh? lilith oh, yeah. is important at the full moon as well sort of this wild wild energy so you know this is one of the themes throughout this Taurus season I mean as we said at the beginning Taurus is often there's a slowness or a steadiness a sort of a gradual building um things building gradually I should say um but it's very different there is this wildness there's this sort of wild energy to the month ahead and I do think things happening quickly and sexy I mean for Lilith is a sexy energy and as we were saying earlier Taurus is a sexy sign yeah. You know, so there's this kind of sense of abandon, um, yeah. I, hedonism about it. Um, and I find it quite interesting that this, that the Neptune, that the new moon makes a very nice aspect to Pluto and the Neptune is like halfway in between there. So those, those three uh, signs are connecting Taurus, Pisces and Capricorn are making this connection on that side of the sky um, it looks very creative to me, and it again looks like very big forces are at play. Mm. Um, for you know, for Pisces, of course, it triggers. You know, the 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 new moon is going to trigger the Neptune again, so it's always good to cry, Pisces. Um, uh, it is. <laughs> and, 
It is. Cry. It's always good to cry. Oh, it's always good to fall in love. (laughs) (laughs) We cry with joy as well as with sadness. I know, Pisces. (laughs) Tears of happiness. Tears Um, all the time. I mean, for me, this new moon for Pisces, this, I think it can be a really influential new moon. It's, you know, in Pisces communication sector and that picking up the Neptune and Pluto is kind of getting the right people on your side, being an influencer, um, you know, whatever you want to say or whatever you want to write, it's kind of getting your voice really heard by the people who matter or getting your words out in a way that, you know, gets things moving and, um, a wide reach. Uh, there's that kind of feeling. Yeah. It's a very influential um, new moon for Pisces. And also in the same way for, for Virgo, actually. Again, there's, you know, it's more to do with beliefs, philosophy, ethics, the bigger sort of picture of life. Um, but you can, you know, you can show off your knowledge or your expertise or get a new role at university or a teaching role, but there's this being able to be heard and having this influence um, with the Neptune, particularly Neptune and Pluto. Yeah. I'm thinking with the Virgo, for example, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's exam season here. And this is, this new moon is like the completion of that. You know, you're going to be able to show your true brilliance possibly in these exams. Um, you know, because there's a sense of completion with this, with the new moon, especially in Taurus, something completed, something beginning. Mm. Um, mm. I'm looking also for Capricorn. You know, I, I like these, this Taurus season in general for Capricorn. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a great time to give birth. Yeah. You know, or an actual, whether it's an actual child, a pregnancy, or whether it's, you know, giving birth to, um, a masterpiece and artwork but there's this bringing something into being yeah or to make a baby you know to actually see yeah, the baby, make a baby. for the that's particularly to, through true for capricorn mm. um, and also um i'm just thinking about cancerians as well um, because this the moon in taurus it's about friendships actually isn't it for cancerians this new moon it's it's getting i mean this could be really getting the right group of people you know joining in with a group getting back in touch with friends making new friends i do like this word influence with the new moon that kind of quite excites me about you know wherever it falls where do you where can you gain influence and get the right people on your side maybe for networks connections for cancerians I think Cancerians are going to join a coven, it looks like to me. You know, that's what that Lilith, <laughs> the Lilith new moon is. What a witch coven. coven. Yeah. Well, that would um, be good. That's, you know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the right know, kind the, of witch. The kind of people that you might want to hang out with look wild and interesting. Mm. Mm. Um, but then I think we have to spend some time talking about Jupiter and Pisces, really. Yeah. Um, because that's the big thing coming up and jupiter goes into pisces uh goes into pisces on the 13th or 14th i think depending on where you are Um, 14th of may and it stays there till july the 28th doesn't it so it's it only reaches uh two pisces and then turns around and comes back but it returns to pisces at the end of december and it will be there then for i think five months yeah and, and actually again at the end of 2022 for a couple of months is these sort of we get these mini waves of jupiter and pisces well because um, jupiter and pisces is going to be strong you know i think we may only be able to take it in, in mm-hmm. little waves like that because jupiter and pisces is there at the same time as neptune mm-hmm. so you're going to have both the rulers of pisces will be in the sign of pisces mm-hmm. and gives pisces a lot of powerful energy mm-hmm. and piscean energy is fabulous of course at the pisces mm-hmm. it's you know very creative it's all about um compassion and uh lushness and the water and music and losing yourself in a crowd and losing your mind as well um, and it's also about uh glamour and uh lies and illusion 
And hope so, and faith. And hope and faith and spiritual sustenance. Uh, <laughs> yes, the spiritual, the diving into the spiritual, which is a fantastic feeling. Mm. Um, so it's a mixture of all those things. There's good and there's bad. Um, and you, the thing that we all need to do is to go for the useful and uh, enriching side of that Piscean energy. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's, you know, the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction won't happen till next year. Um, Doesn't matter. Is- it's going to be so strong, I think. Do you think? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't- Mm-hmm. I think the conjunction is obviously major. Yeah. And, and I mean, that, that's going to be huge for the role of the media. Um, yeah. I think the, oh my God. You know, but the media's influence is going to be massive this summer. So be aware of that. And as we know, with the media, they can inspire, but they can also not tell the truth and they can lie and they can <laughs> influence yeah. you in a way that's not good. So the media will be particularly strong with Jupiter and Pisces. So, you know, be savvy. Don't just believe everything you hear. Uh, with Jupiter and Pisces and and I would see the beauty in the world again and I would really be compassionate and kind I think so many of us are absolutely desperate for hugs and affection and you know I mean it's the antidote to that very dry Saturn in Aquarius and Uranus in Taurus which is these are very quite dry feeling things you suddenly get this wave of wetness um which is the emotion yeah you know, we get this big wave of emotion the danger i mean the other piscean thing of course is to drink yourself into oblivion you are um you know. yeah it's always with pisces it's make sure you escape in a good way you know find a new yeah. religion or a spiritual path or or go out and help the poor and you know <laughs> look after others yeah. but escape in a good way um your yeah the solution is not at the bottom of the bottle or in a small pill okay that is the that's the danger with pisces it really is you know you see it over and over again with the pisces planets um because it's almost like too much isn't it it's jupiter and pisces feels like after this time i think when we've been very restricted and hemmed in it could be like you know your freedom is overwhelming and being out in the world might be overwhelming. Um, and I think there's, going to, be a, there's sure. going to be a lot of partying. Let's put it like that. Yeah. It, this summer. And if you can't travel, it's going to be partying mm. here. Mm. And, you know, that's, that's lovely, but it's also, you know, um, can be too much too. Mm. Um, so I think it's also but, important to notice where it falls in your horoscope. You know, because so we- that area of your life is going to um, really be under quite um, strong stars, actually. Very strong stars. So shall we do a quick go around starting with Aries then? We have to be very um, quick, Christina. Can I rein in the okay. Pisces a little? <laughs> it's got to be all oh. a couple of words. Yeah, boundaries, who cares? That's also Pisces. So this is, you know, we've got this tension coming up between Saturn in its own sign, which is all about boundaries, Pisces in its own sign, which is all about dissolving boundaries and Neptune. So I'm saying, actually, I would call it now that Pisces wins, you know, that they because it's got Jupiter and Neptune in there. Mm. So there's this sense of boundlessness. Yes. This period, which is really great in some ways. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Very very expansive. For Aries, it's it's a spiritual thing. It could be a spiritual thing. Yeah, spiritual inner um retreat meditation okay taurus right i'm turning my wheels i'm turning my wheels taurus it's your friends it's it's your tribe network um actually hopes and wishes is that traditionally that sector of your chart sort of having new hopes and dreams yeah and i would say you know spend time with people you really like and you may actually be doing very uh, i can see this being quite a hedonistic summer Mm. for Torians and you know enjoy yourself Mm. just don't completely lose it um okay Gemini career career vocation go and work for a newspaper get on telly (laughs) exactly Um, you know Gemini's love the media so do more of it (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, and the sky really is the limit, mm. I think, for, yeah. uh, and maybe, you know, uh, you might be making that first thing, that first stab at it this summer, and then find that it comes back in December. Yeah. Um, but push, be really ambitious. Yeah, it right? could be getting an apprenticeship or something, couldn't it? Yeah. Cancer? Yeah. Uh, cancer, well, or, or the, the real thing would be, say, go on a pilgrimage cancer. Yeah. You know, take a pilgrimage that is the traditional mm. response to this position is that travel but travel with a purpose with a religious purpose yeah yes yeah, so uh, into starting you know with that jupiter and pisces starting a new course of study yeah dive into something that really you're passionate about and you could lose yourself in in a good way you will find a guru Guru? I think a guru well in in vedic astrology that jupiter is actually called guru isn't it Mm. um the teacher okay so leo. where are we oh leo well that's money. an interesting one, isn't yeah, it? It, is. it is interesting i mean it's yeah it's one of the money sectors for leo so it might be about you know taking out a big loan or taking on a big mortgage yeah and it wouldn't be a terrible idea mm. to oh. do that uh, or you may just inherit a lot of money or you may so there's that side of it the other side of it, I always think that this house is about esoteric investigation, you know, that you may, that your investigation of the spiritual may be extremely engaging yeah. during this time. I think, again, with Leo, like, who was the other one that was saying, you know, don't overdo it, oh, Taurus, mm. don't overdo it, Leo, the uh, self-loss, mm. yeah, so if you've got any addiction issues don't let them win hmm. uh virgo relationship sector so you know yeah. get the right people on your side whether that's you know a, a personal relationship or whether it's a advisor expert business partnership it's about the people you're with who can inspire your life yeah and you might be very lucky and meet someone incredibly great actually yeah, that with Jupiter coming into the seventh like that, I, you know, okay. it, it's a pretty lucky thing for relationships. You get married suddenly, leap in. Yeah, um, Libra. Now, Libra, you need to be careful about your time being overwhelmed by work. I think, and your, you know, the speaking no boundaries. Mm -hmm. So you need to be using that Saturn and Aquarius and get your time organized because it may be a flood of very useful and great work yeah uh, but there may be quite a lot of it suddenly yeah it could be too much you could get too excited yeah. have too many options maybe on the work front it's also health it's also the health sector so you know that that could be quite helpful getting um kind of alternative treatments or um a new doctor or you know looking at that area of your life what do you want to bring to that area of your life the health sector and if you work in like a healing profession like a you know hands-on healing uh, again a lot of work but good work you know yeah, really you know, will, you'll really be flowing really fulfilling uh, as well huh? yeah. Uh, scorpio? yeah well what do you think scorpio it's the big romance abroad says <laughs> 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 so the scorpio was hoping to be in greece this summer having a big romance um, um, not sure it's happening <laughs> Uh, okay, well, uh, uh, so what, I, what I think is happening is I think that it would be great to take a risk at this point. This is the, you know, this is Jupiter going into the house of risk, going to the house of romance, but risk, taking a punt, being expansive, going outside your comfort zone, doing something playful and, you know, not being so tight, you know, tight in, letting go. So I think that, you know, I think this is actually for Scorpios, one of the most beneficial, you know, you're one of the signs that could benefit from this the most. Um, and also it just can be a stroke of luck. Yep. Sagittarius. Oh, yeah. Home and family. It's, it's, it's the area that's expanding is the home. What does yeah. that mean? You know, well, get, a big, get an allotment. <laughs> allotment. Someone really annoying and huge can move into your house. Yeah. <laughs> take up all the room. Take up all the room. Exactly. Or you'll have to get the extension done. Um, or you might move abroad. I think that's often a thing. Yeah. Or go and live by the sea. Yeah. Go and be yeah. on the boat for a bit. That would be a lovely way to spend the summer. Yeah. Be open to that change. And that's where your luck is, you know, is at home. 
Mm. And this is, you know, Jupiter is, is the planet of luck and opportunity. So you need to know where it is. So Capricorn. Well, Capricorn, it's, you know, it's that. Um, it's about news, isn't it? It's about news yeah. and, you know, information. and. This is the influencer one. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. This is the person who's going to be the, who has the potential to be uh, influential at this point. Mm. Be subtly influential in a massive way. Mm. So that's one thing. Another thing is that your siblings may become very important. Yeah, or your neighbours as well, your community, your local community. That might be where things are growing and expanding. And they're like, your neighbours may be kind of coming into your garden or something, and you need to be strong about those boundaries. Um, Aquarius? Money. It's money. Yeah, make a shed load of money, Aquarius, this summer. That's kind of, you know, that would be great um yeah i mean i think with that you have to be a bit careful of not overspending jupiter and pisces not being overly extravagant having a few boundaries around money but certainly it could be a creative time for money making projects as well finding a new you know new way to make money earn money yeah and maybe persuading other people that your ideas are the right ones um selling people your ideas uh and then there's pisces what are, you oh, what, are you looking forward to jupiter in your star sign uh yeah yes yeah. of course i am yeah yeah um, i am i am i found uh jupiter in i mean i have found the this has been an incredibly interesting few years with jupiter going through capricorn and aquarius um difficult mm um you know and i found my um i've had a lot of caring to do do you know i've had to do a lot i've had to have a lot of responsibilities within the family mm-hmm. uh, not just my kids but other things as well and i realized that that is not stopping <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's actually expanding yeah um with and I think it's, I can't see how it, that's not going to be expanding further yeah. with Jupiter going into Pisces. So I'm kind of looking forward to it because it's going to be, it's a great lucky thing. You know, when this happens, when it comes into your sign, you usually do have something, some lucky stuff happens. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there are various times in our lives that are useful and lucky when you have a Jupiter return, when Jupiter goes over your ascendant and when Jupiter goes into your sign, mm-hmm. your sun sign. These are all lucky points. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping for some a, a little bit of luck, darling. Yeah, I think that, and trust. I think trust your luck for Pisces as well. Really trust your luck. Notice what kind of opportunities come in. Perhaps when Jupiter moves into Pisces, because anything that begins under a Jupiter transit tends to promise success. So look out about what's coming in as Jupiter moves into Pisces. Also great for your image and profile. Oh my God, should I get a haircut? What do you think? <laughs> you could just let people see how fabulous you are and make sure that everybody knows however you're going to do that, you know? So it's a good time to really, you know, boost your image and profile in all those different ways it means. Well, the other thing I can be definite about is that I'm going to be teaching a massive course. Under yes, this. you are. Jupiter the teacher. There you go. Yeah. So you're going to be showing off your expertise and wisdom. Yeah. Um, I'm teaching this, there is a foreign connection as well isn't there which is very yeah. so it's perfect yeah i'm teaching a course on asteroids if anybody's interested and happens to speak fluent mandarin um because of course you will be teaching it in mandarin won't you yeah, yeah. i have a simultaneous <laughs> translator um but yeah so i'm teaching a course on the on seven of the asteroids mm. and over the summer and i think that is very jupiter coming mm. into pisces for me mm. you know spreading the spreading the knowledge yeah fantastic well i look forward to hearing all about that mm. that's very exciting so it's this gosh i think it's quite exciting i'm excited about this month coming up i think you know there's some it's it feels like a a good change going on there's going to be a little bit of conflict i think and but yes let's do that step back mutual understanding collaboration <laughs> all working together all those nice things you said um and look for the new as well look for the new opportunities coming in mm. and see what jupiter and pisces brings i'm very hopeful oh good 
I'm very hopeful too. I'm hopeful about Jupiter and Pisces. I think we need that breath of a bit. It's all been very, very it's been dry, hasn't it? It's been too dry. We need yeah, some June. Yeah. We need some juice. Jupiter yeah. and Pisces juice. All right, my lovely. Well, I think we'd better say goodbye. Um, and goodbye to everybody who's listening in thanks so much do share this podcast far and wide please with your friends and family um, so more people can hear our astrological wisdom on that note bye